I remember early on in seminary, it became controversial, a question about prayer, that some people thought, well, you should make your work your prayer, and so you shouldn't spend all this time you know, by yourself in the church or in your own praying. You should go and be working. And uh, I know me and my friends, we related this to a very sort of post-Vatican II, 1970s, liberal uh, sort of, you know, that don't really believe in prayer or a true relationship with God. So everything becomes work. I remember way later in seminary in theology, we were being told that pastors were complaining about young newly ordained priests because these young priests spend all this time praying and what a waste of time and that they were lazy. And so they weren't really working in the parish and being with people and all this kind of stuff. And I thought, well, isn't that strange? Later, myself getting ordained, I found out I couldn't go to the church to pray because I would always be bothered by somebody. So that just wasn't a place that I could really do that. But anyway, that's, that's not really my point. I thought like the, this whole way of talking about prayer in seminary, I think totally missed the points about prayer itself. Because prayer is not something that's added on top of uh, our lives. It's not, and it's not something that anybody has an option about doing anyway. Because we as human beings, because of our nature, because of the way we are, we must pray. It's not something like you have an option of doing. Formally speaking, there's all different kinds of ways of praying. But whether or not you pray is not up to you. We must pray because we don't give ourselves life. And therefore, everything that we do in our lives ends up being an expression of prayer. Prayer being begging for life. Give me life. I need life. In the mornings, I, I make my coffee and I do my morning prayers, which are related only in, in that if I were not doing my morning prayers and I was making coffee, the making and drinking coffee is a prayer because it's a begging. It's like, God, please make me awake for today. I want to be awake. I want to be alive. I want to receive your gifts. And so in this way, everything, every, absolutely everything becomes this. We see, in the, we see in the first reading today, the Israelites who are praying, who are begging for a king because they think that the king will be a way of bringing them life. And they're wrong about that. And God knows it and the prophet knows it. But even so, God fulfills their desire and uses this prayer and the answering of this prayer as an essential as a very focal part of salvation history. That, you know, once the kings, and now we see Jesus as the new king. So even a, even a bad prayer, let's say, God is able to use. And then here we say with the, with, with the paralytic, we say, look, they're getting creative. Yeah? But this breaking open the roof and going down is a prayer. Jesus, give my friend life. And in this way, we see, my friends, everything becomes this God, give me life. Because God makes us as, uh, as need. We are need for Him at the most essential level. And therefore, in order to be a human being, you must pray. And that's it. So let's really uh, try to slice through and cut through the superficial and really recognize that everything that we do becomes this begging that God fulfill our life, which is a good thing because God wants to be with us. And in this way, everything becomes an opportunity of recognizing him and of begging him to give us life.